So welcome to Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey, everyone. I literally just learned some, I learned a lot new today, Matt. I was going to say, I learned something new about our recording process, which is there's a countdown at the top for when we record. But I also learned a lot from our guest, Ainsley Devine. Yeah, this was this was a really fun one. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't either, actually. And mm. I was, I think we may have recorded like one of our best episodes yet, honestly. I, know. I agree. What what I think is fascinating about Ainsley, and for, oh, I guess I should tell people a little bit about her. She is one of the top cam models right now. I, you know, on all platforms, she's been the MILF performer of the year, like cam model of the year multiple years from xbiz awards i'm also on the streammate the cam site she's on well actually if you ever want to see me camming go to marycarriecamgirls.com and you can also see not only not only me but you can see you know ainsley but she's one of the top cam models she you know when i when i saw her always doing really well on it and the contest and everything i like looked her up and i messaged her and i was fascinated there's an article about her where she makes you know like 80000 a month one time she made. Like just, you know, doing something that's fun from her house. So I selfishly was like, oh, I got a podcast now. She is forced to answer all my questions about it. And you said, how can I learn from her? <laughs> how can I learn from her and make her tell me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind and of. I think ultimately her advice was, Mary, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You gotta <laughs> work hard, you know. I know. I think because you know, my only normal jobs were I worked at a place called Funscape when I was senior year of high school. But that was like, it was like a, I worked in this little kids area where there's like balls you jump in and like uh, like arts and crafts. And I mean, I somehow like there's a little stage. So I told them I wanted to put on a show on the stage. So a couple times a day, I would tap dance and do puppets and dance around. And when they would tell me, like, occasionally I had to clean the balls, you know, <laughs> clean the balls. Man, a lot hasn't changed from your new career. <laughs> well, I wasn't good at the cleaning the balls then either. I, uh, I actually would climb in the balls with my one friend that was working there. And we would go up into the little playground where you could. It was a huge playground thing where they couldn't see me. And I would just sit in there for like a half hour and come out and be like, I clean the balls, you know. <laughs> So. so many kids probably got infections because I, of you. <laughs> I remember before the place opened, they invited all of us. This is my first job, you know, and it was right down the street from my high school. And I met a girl there from another private school the first day. We instantly clicked. She was tall like me. She was like taller than me, 5'11", blonde. I thought she was pretty. And we were supposed to like kind of try to clean up since they were opening in a month. And her and I found this like weird private back room and we just hung out in there and talked for a couple hours and then came back out and we're like, Oh, we cleaned, you know? <laughs> so I was lazy even then. <laughs> well, let's sit down and have a conversation with someone who is the complete opposite of lazy. I know. Uh, <laughs> arguably the biggest workhorse we've had on the show thus far. Not, and I mean, this is a show that has been filled with people who are workhorses. Yeah. So that is saying quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey. This is Ainsley Devine joining us today. Ainsley, welcome, Matt. I'm so excited because Ainsley is someone that 
when I kind of got really recently into like webcamming, you know, I noticed that she's always like winning all these contests. Yeah. So, so I find like, I don't know, I find amazing. And then I read that article. Insider, yeah. And it talked about like, you know, how you, you work so much. It's funny because my husband <laughs> saw the article. He's like, see what she says she does. Look how hard she works. She sets up a thousand. She's doing this. She's working so hard. And here you are being like, I work three hours. I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I think that's pretty incredible. You know what I mean? I will get into how you got into that in a little bit, but how much have you worked this week? I'm not, sorry. I have to ask you these questions because I find her inspiring and I need inspiration. Sure. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, uh, this week, let's see. It's been a little bit of a slow week for me on cam this week, but today was actually will probably only be my only day off this week. So, mm. um, I mean, I worked all day Sunday, pretty much all day Monday, and then I was like I said, I was off yesterday just because I had a whole bunch, a whole bunch of stuff to do. But I'm going on after we get done here, yeah. and then I'll work every other day for the rest of the week. So oh I normally work about. Like on average, if it's not a contest week, 40 to 50 hours a week, probably. Oh my God, I'm so, uh, I'm not it. letting my husband hear this. And so then, I mean, obviously all the other social media platforms and stuff like that, which is, which is, which is all, all work too. So it's during contests, uh, there are times when I can work upwards of 70 or 80 hours a week. So it just depends on the contest. So yeah. Okay. So how many hours today? Like what time did you get on? And Matt, we'll get to her first, but you know what? I think this is just so exciting because people don't realize out there, people, don't, it's like a, this mysterious world that people don't really get and they don't get how much money is. Like sometimes I hate when people will be like, oh my God, Mary Kay, you're so pretty. Like you've been doing porn, you're a big name. Why are you on here? And I'm like, because I'm making more money than you are doing whatever you do. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. So like, so, so this morning I haven't been on, but I will go on to like later on. Tonight. And I'll, I mean, I'll work, I mean, depending on exactly what time I get on and it's off and on, like I don't work straight, take breaks and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm, I'm on like an average day, it's like eight to 10 hours a day. And sometimes it can be 10 to 12. So, so today I'll probably work six or seven hours because I'm going on later in the day. So, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it, for me, it's like I set daily goals. And so I either get to that goal or I have to add another day on like normally, yeah. like normally I, work, I work Friday through Monday. And so I take Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays off normally, but I've kind of adjusted my schedule a little bit to where I'm work. My, my goals are a little lower Monday through Friday. I mean, excuse me, Friday through Monday. And then I work like one more day, like in the evening normally, but they normally, I mean, it normally takes me anywhere between eight to 12 hours a day to get to my goal. And yeah. if I don't get to it, then I've got to add on at the end. So I'd rather just stay on in those four days and just get it done so and not have to add on to, so I can, so, yeah. so I can enjoy my days off. <laughs> yeah. Now when you're doing all this, so, cause I know you said you're an avid golfer and obviously you can tell you work out. How do you fit all of that in to your schedule of working? That's a really good question. I mean, really, <laughs> really it just got, it just, it's just kind of comes down to discipline for me. And so it's like, I try and have a schedule, but obviously it can be flexible, but which is one of the nice things about what we do because mm -hmm. it really can be flexible. And so for me, what works best is getting up early in the morning and getting on because it tends to be fairly busy for me first thing in the morning normally. Yeah. And so I like to jump on and kind of get my day started. You know, I try and get on between eight and eight 30 in the morning every morning and then I kind of see how the day is going and if it's not super busy then 
I'll take a break and maybe I'll go work out or I'll take a break and I'll go run an errand, like go to the grocery store or go do something, you know, go lay outside by the pool or go play with my, I mean, I'll kind of like, kind of just find little things here and there to do. Um, and then, I mean, golfing normally happens on my days off. I just, it's pretty rare that we squeeze something in when I'm on a, when it's, when it's an actual work day, but yeah, it's really just either you want it or you don't. And if you want it, then you make it a part of your day and you know that you have to in, in, incorporate it somehow. And so, um, working out is an important piece to me. And so, because I do stand and don't have the ability to like, I'm not moving around. Well, I mean, kind of moving, but I'm not like walking or anything like that when I'm working. So I need to get that cardio and that, and that lifting and stuff like that. So I just make it a part of my day and it's good to kind of get away and just zone out for an hour. (laughs) Gosh, I wish you lived here in Florida. I wish you were my neighbor. I would do so well then because I'd be so much more motivated. Like I'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna like I was even this. I tried this setting daily goal thing, but then I just lower my goals. Longer I'm, I'm like, you know what? I don't need that extra bit. It can be hard. I mean, when it's not busy, it, it definitely can be yeah. challenging. I mean, like with Cam, it only takes that one wow. show and it like flips everything around. And so, I mean, that's the, that's the philosophy that you just kind of have to keep, just kind of keep thinking in your head it's like okay but it only takes one show and what my husband always tells me is you can't make any money when you're not on camp <laughs> so, so does mine mine says that too so, i mean and and he, as painful as it is to hear it and say yeah you're right he's right it's like yeah. if i'm on then i'm not making any money and so the opportunity isn't there so so true <laughs> and your husband probably, I'm sure like he's also, that's the other thing I think a lot of people don't realize is like, oh, like let's say the wife is uh, doing cam and then the husband maybe doesn't have a typical job. But I'm like, no, they're doing so much other stuff. Like, I mean, literally like everything, basically, you're just the one in the, in the room camming. But so, so your husband's very supportive, right? Very. Yeah. Yeah. So he helps with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And then obviously we have, uh, we're doing other projects and stuff like that, that aren't in this industry. And so he's helping out with those types of projects. And so, yeah, I mean, although, I mean, obviously he's, I'm, I'm a solo girl, girl model only. So he's never on cam with me. He definitely, I I couldn't do what I do without him behind me, helping me out with the behind the scenes stuff. I guess. I agree. I know. I agree with you. I think that's, I think that's true. (laughs) And okay. And then we'll get into her first. One more question I have, Matt, that I think is maybe Maybe one of the reasons I feel like that you're so good at hardworking is because you did have a normal job before. So you probably appreciate, you appreciate so much more. I feel like people who've had normal jobs, which I mean, I really haven't had a normal job um, since I was like 18. So I think that's why I'm not as good at staying on. But like, I think because you, you probably realize you're, you're good at hard work and you probably realize what good money it is, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely, I mean, having that structure previously, knowing that I, you know, had to drive somewhere and do the, you know, eight to five and like had that structure in, in corporate America definitely helps me with this. I mean, although it's different because it's like, I mean, it's a different setup where I can just take breaks whenever I want to. And I can really work from anywhere. I mean, I, we can be on vacation and I can pop on if I want to. So, I mean, there are obviously the freedoms in that sense, but I would definitely say that having a job like an actual real corporate America job ahead of time definitely gives me a better mindset, I think, mm-hmm. for like knowing that, yes, I have to do this today. This is this is my job. This is how I treat it. I mean, it is my career and I take it really seriously. So Yeah. And it's you've, are you happier now? Like ever since you started camming and doing this, are you much happier than when you had a corporate job? 
way. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even compare. For, I mean, and a lot of it's for all the reasons that I that that I that yeah, I just exactly. Lived. I, mean, yeah. I work from home. I mean, obviously, yeah. not all girls have the ability to yeah. work from home, but I can literally roll out of bed throw on some makeup, do my hair and be on cam in 10 or 12 minutes. Exactly, and yeah. when I want to take a break, I can go lay outside and I'm literally by <laughs> a in, in 30 seconds. So, I mean, there are definitely perks and benefits to this job that a lot of people that have re- regular jobs don't mm-hmm. get the opportunity to experience. Definitely. It's true. One of my best friends from high school, she's a lawyer now, um, like a commercial real estate lawyer. And she came to visit me a couple months back. And I was, you know, telling her about camming. She was talking about her job. And then she was like, oh my gosh, you make more money an hour than I do. She said that she has to drive an hour and a half to work in like horrible traffic in Miami. Then she says she sits at her desk from like nine to six, because if she doesn't get eight billable hours in, that affects her salary. And yeah. then, you know, she's paying for childcare because she doesn't get home till eight. She's not seeing her kids. Cause I told her you should just cam Amanda, you know, she broke it all down after all that. She's like, after the end of it, she's like, I'm making $90 an hour. You know what yeah. I mean? And then she's miserable. She said she's so miserable. She's like, wants a job with half the pay, even if it means like not doing that. And More that- time. Yeah. yeah. And when I told her about camming, she's like, oh my gosh, if you put in the hours that I'm putting in as a lawyer, you'd be making like twice as much. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's it's- basically what Ainsley's doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually sent her that article I had found about you. I sent it over to her and she's like, see, be like her, you know, <laughs> be like this girl. But okay, now we'll get to, so the podcast is all about first. Okay. What's the first day of your life that you actually remember? <laughs> That's a crazy question. So I think that my first memory, it was just my mom, my my mom and I, and I love to swim when I, I've, I've always loved to swim. And I think that my first memory that I have is we were living in an apartment and our apartment was right next to the pool. And I just remember every morning wanting to go in the pool. And I just remember like, spent like loving spending time in the swimming pool. Like that was like, I lived to get up every morning and go spend time. In- <laughs> <laughs> like every morning I get to go. Cause we, cause every morning my mom would go and we would like, literally she would help me swim around the pool every morning until I could get used to doing it. So that was kind of like, that's really like the first thing I remember about being a baby or like, <laughs> yeah. Younger. And so I just, I just remember how much I love until the, until this day, I still love the water. So Yeah. I was nervous for a second that this was going to be our second almost drowning yes. answer. I was, thinking, I was thinking that too. We had a Playboy Playmate on. So her first thing was being in the pool and then like almost drowning and then having oh, a fear. I've never had an issue swimming so like I've always been a really strong swimmer but yeah my, my mom just because we lived right next to a pool she made uh, I mean like she just made an effort to really make sure I knew how to swim mm-hmm. and so it was really important to her and I just remember doing that every morning and that's like really the youngest memory that I remember yeah, yeah. as soon as you said we lived next door to a pool I was like oh god it's gonna be another she's like I, sl- I slipped and I fell in and I thought the same thing I thought that in my mind while she started saying it, I was like wait who was it who almost drowned was it and then I'm like oh that's right Katie what's the first day of school not your first day you actually went to school unless you remember it but the first day of school that sticks out in your memory like that you remember actually I think it was my first day of first grade I remember it very vividly because the teacher that I had was a really old like I think it was going to be her last year that she was teaching and she was kind of like kind of old and 
cr- like crotchety. <laughs> she was kind of grumpy, and I'm like, I just remember walking up thinking, "This is my teacher." I'm like, "Like, <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm gonna have to live with for the next year." And it was kind of almost scary because she was not like, like she wasn't like attractive to look at, and then she was just scary looking because <laughs> she had these really big, like almost kind of like bug eye glasses, and this like salted you know, salty pepper hair that was kind of just chaotic. And it was just kind of like, she was kind of scary. And so <laughs> I vividly remember about my first day of first grade. <laughs> did you end up liking school? Like, did you do well in school as it progressed? I yeah, I actually really enjoyed school. Really enjoyed it once I was a little bit older. Um, I mean, I did, I, I enjoyed it fine in my younger years, but I really enjoyed junior high and high school a lot. So I had a, I had a lot of fun in high school and I really enjoyed it. So and did and did really well. And then I did. Yeah. I went to college for a couple of years at a community college, and then that's I never. Continue, I got into the workforce and just never, never finished. But enjoyed yeah. enjoyed what, what what school I did get into. So yeah. So I actually want to jump. We'll jump back into the past, uh, the the further past in a second. Okay. But since you you did, what was your first job? My first job, actually, my very first job was I worked. My mom uh, worked for um, the federal defender's office. They had this huge, gigantic case that they were working on, and they had to copy a whole bunch of in- information from affidavits and um, reports that had been written. And so my mom's like, nobody in the office wants to do this job. Will you come? You know, can I pay you ten dollars an hour and you come in and do it over the summer? And I'm like, sure. And so the the summer between my junior and senior year, because my mom wouldn't let me work before then because she wanted me to focus on school. And so the summer between my junior and senior year, I literally went to work with her every single day and like worked. Well, I say I think I think I did it four days a week. I worked four days a week with her. I made, like I said, I made $10 an hour that summer. I think I did it for two and a half months, almost the entire summer. I made enough money. I was a cheerleader that year. I paid for all of my own cheerleading stuff. I paid for all of my own dance team stuff. I paid for all my own senior pictures. I paid for all of it on my own. And so it was really, it was a really rewarding first job. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I'm like, I actually accomplished something. That was my first job. And then after that, um, after I graduated from high school, went to a couple years in college, I actually got a job at a retail store. And that was my first like real, real job, I guess you could say outside of my mom's. But yeah, <laughs> You're, you working for your mom was like almost exactly what I think Cher did in Clueless for, for her. Oh, yeah, dad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah, that was my favorite movie. That was like my favorite movie. That is that is a great movie. Yeah, I, we, I literally I had a sheet of paper that documented like what page I had to copy out of which book. And then, so, and then I just had a sheet and then I, I created binder. So literally wow. I spent all day going, okay, this is, this is my sheet for this binder. I need to copy page one through five. I need to copy page 12 through five. I mean, it was just, it was so boring, but I'm like, okay, I'm getting, $10 an hour. okay, I'm getting paid $10 an hour. I just kept, I just, I just kept reminding myself that. That's really good pay. If you think about it, that was her only way to entice me to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good money. See, this is why she's such a hard worker though. I didn't really have like a job like that ever. You know, I'm, once you work in a strip club, you know, like I'm not doing any normal job, you know, I like, I get to get drunk and dance on stage and be center of attention. I feel like it all falls into different buckets. So, cause like I had jobs that I absolutely hate it, 
where uh-huh. they, I maybe only worked four hours a day, but it was the longest four hours in like yeah. the history of the planet. But like mm-hmm. now I'm doing the freelance thing and I'm literally working like 16, 17 hour <laughs> days, but I'm loving what I'm doing. So like yeah. it just zooms by. It makes, it makes a big difference. Yeah. When you <laughs> love what you do, you don't really care how long it takes you and it just, you're just having a good time doing it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too, you know, speaking of loving what you do, I mean, you know, one of the other things I hate about when people talk, to, you know, it doesn't happen much on cam or when people hear the industry I've been in. I hate when people like feel sorry for me for choosing this business because I'm like, um, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty happy. So please don't feel sorry for me. I've gotten to like travel the country. I've met tons of people. Now I'm like, I get to, you know, camming is still overall, it's probably more fun then like 90, I'm going to go with like 93% of the jobs out there. You know, it's, you know what I mean? So I don't really oh, like when people nice. feel sorry for me when I do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I hate people that are like, well, what's your real job? Yeah. Like, this oh, yeah. is a real job. It's like, I mean, it's just like, I, and then I list all, and I'm like, I'm like, I probably work more in a week than you do. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, but the, you know, the great thing is, is that I can do it from anywhere I want to. Yeah. I probably make more money than you'll have. <laughs> so I mean, it's like, yeah. It's like, and they're like, oh, like it's this true. is what I do. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is, this is a job. This yeah. is a job. It's so. really true. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because my, my husband's an ER doctor, but right now he's studying like a whole different type of medicine. So he got burnt out on that. But one of his good friends from the last ER, he was burnt out and he chose to go work at an urgent care just because it's a lot less stressful, solid hours. He has three yeah. kids. And when I was talking to him one day, he's like, you're making more money an hour than I am at an urgent care. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and you're like, and he's like, but I was, I always will complain. I was so funny. Sometimes I'll, I'll tell him or my husband, I'm like, this is so hard. Can't make it's just this is the hardest job in the world. I'm exhausted. You don't get how tiring it is. And he's like, do you think it's harder than like being in the ER? I'm like, yes, a hundred times harder than being in the ER. And then he gets, or, you know, then he gets mad at me. But <laughs> then and now I realize maybe the doctor part is, it might be harder, I guess. <laughs> I like you know that. It, I mean? it might be. It's a different kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I find it easy when it's really busy. I find it hard when it's slow. No, it's and I I think pretty much everybody would feel that way. Yeah. yeah. When you're busy and it's you know popping and you're just going show to show to show, it's like you look down and you're like, oh shit, I've been online for four hours. It's like I had no idea. Yeah. And then when it's not, you're like, it's only been eight minutes. Oh, yes. I'm like. <laughs> You know, you're constantly you're like, oh, oh god. Yeah. You're like, it's never gonna end. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, just the other day I did 30 30 minutes. In the first 30 minutes, I would like stop at like 15. I come out of the room, like I go to my husband, I'm like, I only made five seventy-five in 30 minutes. And I go back in at the end of 30 minutes, I'm like, I have now made twenty-four dollars in 30 minutes. But then like 30 minutes later, it was like a hundred dollars. It ebbs and flows, and unfortunately, yeah. You just you if you're not there, they'll find somebody else to spend on, and so, so you just you just have to be there. And so yeah. if you're there, then they'll pick you, and if you're not, then they'll pick somebody else. And so it's just it, it, having that consistent schedule yeah. really helps too. Like for me, oh, I've good. got a lot of regulars that come, and it's like if I'm not there, then they're gonna go find somebody else. So it's like I know that I want to be on during that time because that's when he normally comes on. So yeah, do you organize your schedule? Like, do you like write out a schedule, or do you just know it all in your head? Like, do you plan a do you have like, um, like today I like work this hours, do this, or you just go, okay, today I'm working at this time. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, because I kind of just have a normal set schedule. And yeah. so for me, 
like, because I mean, I've been camming for, it'll be six years this year. And I have just found over that based on the history and looking back that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday are my four best days. And so are they always great? No, sometimes they're awful, but as a general rule of thumb over all that time, those are my best four days. And so I decided to adjust my schedule to work those four days. And yeah. so for me, I just know that on my work days, I get up and I get going and then I just kind of see how my day goes. If it's a great day and I get up and I get on my eight, I could potentially be done by five or six. If it's not a great day, then I just kind of take it slow and I try and, you know, hit like, you know, a little over halfway by midway through the day. And I just kind of, just kind of play it. You know, I just kind of oh, have God. to, I have to just prepare myself. And if it's not a busy day, then I have to re-prepare myself for how the rest of the day is going to go. And so it, I mean, there are times when I like just want to throw something at the computer because it's so awful, but you just, if you can have the right mindset and have the right attitude when you're on cam, it makes a huge difference because once my attitude takes a nosedive on cam, I have to log off because yeah. nobody wants to do a show with me <laughs> because I'm in a bad mood. It's obvious I'm in a bad mood and it just, it kills the vibe in the room. And so oh. log off, take my 15 or 20 minutes and then come back on with a better attitude. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true how that works too. If you're not, when you're in like a bad attitude, even if you're like, or if you're having a bad day and you're on there, it's like people can actually tell. I don't know how. No, or it's like even like years ago, like back, because I, I tried, I did camming occasionally on and off when I lived in LA if I didn't have dance bookings, but never seriously till this last year where I'm like, when I realized, wait a minute, this is better than feature dancing in a lot of ways because- you know, like, in fact, four of the three of the bookings I did this year, had I not taken the dance booking, they were like all during contests. I would have made more money not being in, you know, not the traveling with the exception of Philadelphia. That yeah. was fun. Philadelphia was worth it. It's true. Like camming is just, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a good job. It's a good job, Matt. Matt, your turn. You're going to cam next. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I feel like people aren't really storming the cam sites for me. You know, <laughs> you have, you have no, I mean, I, like, like I tell, I'm like, there are people out there for everybody. I mean, it's they're true. Really there are, there are cam girls, there are customers. They, I mean, they, and they find each other. I think it's awesome. I hey, mean, if it's they're like, looking I mean, for a pasty pale <laughs> mid thirties guy with no physique, I'll, I'll dance it. in front of a camera for a little bit. More. You know what? She has a good point. There really is something for everyone. Like people, you might think like, Oh no, like I'm too this or I'm too that. Or, you know, like, I mean, for me, it was strange. Cause I, when I started in the business doing like porn and, all that stuff. I was in my early twenties. I was 21. And so it's funny now because I have got now being 41, I've got, you know, fans that are in there. Like I didn't realize until it was about five or six years ago when I was friends with Lisa Ann, who was a very big MILF porn performer. And I did not realize this whole thing of all these 20 year olds liking older. And so it's literally like grown up watching. Yeah. You. Well, yeah. the 20, the 20 year olds have never seen them. Hadn't seen me, but my, like they like for on cam, you know, they, they're going to be the, the guys that like to talk to people like us. But then there's, I mean, like, there's just so many different, you know, there'll be girls that are like, I don't know, 300 pounds that can do well, you know, like some people think everyone has to look a certain way, but it's so spread. I mean, it's like, yeah. It, the, I mean, there are obviously there are niches and, you know, certain people fit into certain groups, but there are literally cam girls for everybody, for any type of anything you want. There is a cam girl that will, that will satisfy mm -hmm. it for you and vice versa. I mean, there's customers that, you know, only like certain things and 
Yeah. They will, they will come and find you when out. When you look at the contest and you see the people who are doing in the top 20 or 30, everyone is very, well, you know, very different, you know, and it shows you that realistically uh-huh. you could, you know, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be a certain age. It just comes down to, I mean, a lot of it comes down to hard work, to be honest. In the top 20, it's like, who's who's willing to work hard too? You know what I mean? Contests are about putting in the hours. So yeah. it's like, if you're willing to put in the hours, then you can normally be be successful. Um, but yeah, there is, the, the top 10 and 20 is all different types of people. So really yeah. It's really true. So if you're a girl listening and you think you can't cam, you should, trust me, just go for it. I try to tell anyone like, you know, I have a friend, she's 62 and she's like, you know, in the greatest shape maybe, but she's always like, but well, she's really cute, but she's just like, oh, I don't think people would like me. I'm like, no, trust me, sign up. You know what I mean? It, it's better than driving for Uber. They will love you. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I kind of want to know about your first time camming. What was it like your first time you popped your cam cherry? Oh God, it's so scary. Okay. So I like... <laughs> I hate public speaking. I hate talking in front of people. I have always hated it. It's been like something I just never liked. Like it just petrified me. And so, and although this is different than that, it's kind of the same thing, even though like there's nobody physically in front of you, there kind of is on the, so it's just, it's like, it's just, you just have to get the right mindset. But I remember it was October of 2016 and I was not camming on StreamAid at the time. I was on my free cams and that's where I started. And I, I had worked during the day at my other job and I came home and I was going to be on that night and I came home and my husband's like, why don't you have like a glass of wine or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was petrified and we had kind of gone over everything about, you know, what I should do and how I should handle it and blah, blah, blah. And so I go to log on and the way MFC is set up, it's a little different than StreamAid because you can see your room active before you log in. Really? And I, huh. I, I had like 2,000 people in there waiting for me because I'd been advertising the hell out of it and because nobody had ever seen me naked before. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh my god! So my heart like starts pounding, and I'm like, okay, I've got like I've got to hit the button and just go live. I just got to do it. And so I like hit the button, go live. All these people like just start lighting it, like just start talking to me, and they're tipping for things, and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, what am I supposed to do first? And what do I? How do I do this? And what? I mean, I didn't. I was petrified. I'm sure I looked like a deer in the headlight. I mean, my eyes were just gigantic. Uh-huh. I was just trying to figure out like what to do next. <laughs> yeah. Guys were awesome. And so after about 15 minutes, my husband brought the bottle of wine up and he just sat it. He's like, just keep slowly drinking and just keep calming yourself down. <laughs> so, yeah. And the, I mean, literally the first night was, I mean, the guys were just amazing. They were so friendly and so helpful and just happy that I was there. And I just had so much fun. And then it just, was easier after that. But that first night was a little rough. Other than that, it was, it just, it it immediately was just so much fun. And I just didn't know what it was going to be like. And so to have it be that fun really like helped propel me into making the career change. Yeah. Yeah. When was the, so when was, okay. So you started on my free cams. Um, How long were you on that website for? 
So I was on, so I started in October of 16. I was only doing it part-time. I was only doing it like after work. Um, and then on the weekends every once in a while. And I did that for about six months. And then we were living in the Pacific Northwest. We then moved to Las Vegas. And once we moved to Las Vegas and we got all situated and, uh, set up and everything. I then went full-time on my free cams in June of 2017. About three weeks later-ish, it was like beginning of July, I had a friend in the industry and she's like, you really need to be on StreamAge. She's like, it's just going to be a better fit for you. You're going to get to do all the stepmommy, fetishy role play stuff, which you don't really get to do on my free cams just because it's a different crowd of people there really. And she goes, you are going to kill it on streaming. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And so I think it was July 7th was my first day on streaming. And I I was, it was, it was a Friday night and it was super slow on my free cams. And I'm, my husband's like, why don't you just log on to streaming and just see what happens? Cause I had everything set up. I just hadn't done it. I flipped on the switch and went live on streaming and it was like night and day. Like I, it, I couldn't believe how different it was and how it was just, it's just a completely different platform. And so the guys are are just looking for different, I mean the same, but different. And I I flipped that switch and I never went back to MFC. Now, what is the difference for, well, actually I don't even fully know. I've kind of read a little bit about, but what would you say the difference is between my free cams? Like what, like, you know what I mean? What do you have to do to like earn money there versus stream mate? And for any any girls listening, maybe they might like one so you could, explain it. Yeah. I mean, my free cams is, is much more of a social mm. uh, aspect. So everything is done in free chat, essentially. I mean, oh, you can do okay. everything in free chat. You can have free, like you can just do full on shows in free chat, be naked using all your toys. I mean, anything in free chat, there's like, there's very few things that you can't do in free chat yeah. truly stands to what the name is. And it's my free cams. And it's like, so anybody can be in the room. I don't like that at all. Yeah. So, so for me, I mean, they offer privates and true privates, I think is what they call them. Yeah. And so they, people can take you into shows, but like to do a private, like three people have to sign up to do it before it can start. Oh. And then the true private, people can like pay to peek it. I mean, it's there's a whole bunch of different setups. Yeah. And although I was successful on my free cams, it really what it came down to is I had a core group of, you know, 20 to 30 guys that essentially tipped and paid for every show that I did. Yeah. In free. And that, and so you kind of at a point kind of feel bad because the same guys are tipping constantly for it. And then everybody floods into the room to watch the show and then leaves. And so it's just, it's a, it's just a very different platform. And it's some girls are super successful on yeah. that platform because it's much more social. And so everybody's just looking to have a good time and all the guys chat amongst each other and oh. they know each other. So I mean, it's like girls will like log on and you know, a hundred guys that all know her will all log into her room and they'll say, Hey Bob, Hey Bill. I mean, they'll just start chatting. And so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very different setup. Yeah. So switching over to street and again, there's nothing, I mean, it's just, it wasn't for me. I much prefer, I, I mean, I really, I value my time and I don't like to stand around and not be busy. And yeah. I just, like I was standing around and not busy on that platform. It would sometimes take me three hours to get to a goal to do a show. And mm. so it's just like, no. no and so for me, streamates very different because nothing happens in free chat. I and like that. Yeah. Every time. I mean, if guys want to play, they pay. And so, yeah. mm-hmm. and so that's, 
It's, it's so for me, it's just, it's just a better fit. My friend, I didn't know that anyone could see that. That's, I mean, that's kind of crazy because if you're a guy, so basically if you have $0 out there or you're really cheap and don't want to pay girls, go to my free camps. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's kind of crazy that you could, that everyone yeah. can see the show. Yeah. I don't and, like that. And, and, and Chatterbait's the same way. And so they, really? they, call, them, they call them freemium sites. Oh, wow. And, so, and it's just, like I said, it's just, it's just a very different yeah. And, and so it works well for them. And you know, what StreamAid offers works, works well for them. Yeah. And, girls, and girls are, girls are successful in both. Yeah. You find the one that works best for you. Yeah. I just much prefer the StreamAid platform. That's all. Definitely. I would not want to do the other platforms. I don't think I would. No. I, that, yeah. I don't really like that at all. That sounds horrible. The other platforms. If you're curious about the cam industry or if you're someone who wants to get into it, this is a really good episode to listen to. So let's I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I always tell people, like people will come, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm interested in getting, getting started and doing camming. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay, well, here's like the top three sites. I would yeah. recommend that you go to those sites and like watch, just go yeah. and just you know, and see how they, how they operate, see how the girls interact, yeah. do it with somebody, ask them to, you know, I mean, so just spend the time and, and a little bit of money just to kind of see like what happens because yeah. the platform is so different and you have to find the one that's, that's right for you. And what works for me isn't always going to work for the next person. And so I can only give you my advice and tell yeah. you what's you know, what, what I've been successful with, but it's definitely a personal choice and your best opportunity to figure that out is to actually go to the sites and actually kind of mess around in them a little bit. I like that. What was the first time you ever, cause I know you do girl, girl stuff now. When was the first time you ever, I guess were with a girl? Was it on cam off cam or I was with a girl with my husband oh, uh, okay. a while before I was ever in this industry and then took, well, I wouldn't say took a break, but just didn't do it again until I was yeah. back in the industry. And okay. so, um, but yeah, I ha ha was with a girl before I was in the, before I was in the sex industry and then have gotten back into it again, mostly for um, work content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a girlfriend, I guess you could say as well, works with me every once in a while, but she's not, she's kind of in the industry, but kind of not. And so she kind of goes back and forth. So. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Does she live with you guys too? She doesn't, she doesn't right now. We're working on that. that is so, wow, that's fun. You know what? Again, not letting my husband hear this part of the podcast. Next thing I know, we're going to be having some girl live with us. And your husband was a retired police officer. I think you had told me that, right? So that's, yes. uh -huh. yeah, that's so sexy. I have to say, you know what I mean? I bet you he, as like a cop who sees how much money you make on this, he's like, this is ridiculous. I'm sitting, I had to go like, you know, arrest dangerous people and look at my wife getting to be beautiful and sexy on cam, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, my husband's extremely supportive and it's so funny because guys all the time will be like, your husband lets you do this. And I, I know I'm like, lets me, he's he loves it. Me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure it was my body the last time I checked, but anyway, yeah. I, mean, I understand what they're saying, but it's like, I know. in my point of view, it's like, I'm in my own house 
nobody is in my face. Nobody is touching me. Nobody knows where I am really other than they know I'm in Scottsdale. Well, it's yeah. a pretty big city. Yeah, and is. so, I mean, it's like, so I feel extremely safe mm-hmm. in, in this atmosphere as does he. I get worked up all day long and I, you know, get to have fun. And then guess who gets to fuck me every night? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, guys, when it's like when you flip it around and you give them that explanation, they're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, I guess you're kind of right. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, I mean, I, I could never be a stripper or a dancer. I just, I couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't be in front of people like that. You know, do I do the same thing? Sure. But if it was live, it would be very different for me. Mm-hmm. And so I love strippers. I love dancers. I think it's hot. I think, I mean, I love, we, I love going to strip clubs. I love all of that. And I more kudos to them because they yeah. can do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I so, agree. But I adore them, and it's it, it works for them. It didn't work for me. I mean, I just it's something I know I could never do. Mm-hmm. But this works for me because I feel so much more like yeah. safe. <laughs> so. I agree. Well, plus you're extra safe. You have an ex cop in your house. I, I mean, <laughs> I know we're gonna have to come visit you because, like, you know what I mean. Like my my husband being a ER doctor, he loves police officers and like paramedics because. Those are the ones that are, he deals with a lot. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably get along really well. They'll get along great. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They will. It'll be fun. I'm so excited. Oh, always open. You're always welcome. Yeah. So. You already said it once, but like, do you remember your first boyfriend? I do. I was in second grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, it's so weird say that I, I don't really know that he was my boyfriend but I remember that we held hands and we thought that that was really cute and he was the first boy to ever kiss me um, oh man but it wasn't like a like a full like a tongue kiss I mean he just kissed me on my lip just a really quick like peck type of a thing and I think it lasted like two weeks so I mean it wasn't like it was like this really long relationship but I would say that my first like real relationship like my first probably like, true boyfriend I think I was a grader yeah, I think, I think feel, that's still wildly early to me. Yeah. But, and again, I didn't date until almost college. So, like, but again, I mean, it's like it was never anything more than just like kissing. Like, yeah. I never did anything more than that until I was in junior high. Junior so, high. No, that's so cute, though. Like, went, like, did more than that. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Only because he was older than I was, or else yeah. I probably waited longer. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you were a cheerleader, you had said. It's funny because I heard you say cheerleader and dancing. I was – well, I did – my school had like – I went to like a private school with a really big arts program. So I did ballet at my school. But then in college, when I eventually quit ballet, I was on the dance team, which was fun because it was all the cheerleaders from high school. So I got to like experience that. So that's yeah. fun. How long were you a cheerleader for? Um, I did it two years. I did it my junior and senior mm-hmm. year. And oh, okay. team all four years. So, yeah. so that Oh, my God. So we can have so much fun. We'll have we'll dance we'll dance together when I come out there. Yes. Perfect. Over the years when I would drink, like my favorite thing was just to dance for hours. And <laughs> and it's funny, I would go to my neighbor. Oh, okay, Matt always hears why well, I had this neighbor Dave in LA. He was like my neighbor the whole time I lived there. And our little condos are right next door. And the big thing is, and then for a while we had our own little radio show and stuff. We always used to talk to people about how basically we would get together, drink a bunch of wine. And then I would want to dance for hours. And we would tell people, like, I remember once we had this comedian. He's like, are you saying she comes over, gets drunk, and just dances for you for hours? That sounds so fun. He's like, well, she does it in, like, sweatpants and a sweatshirt and Uggs. But, like, and I'm not doing sexy dancing. I'm doing, like, trying to do, like, real, like, 
you know, like a contemporary ballet move. So it's not it's the sexiest thing. Doesn't, but I'm always choreographing. I would make my husband back when we used to drink together. I would be like, I'm going to do a dance routine. And I feel like I'm dancing as good as when I was like 15. And then we see this video and, and he records me and it's horrible. I'm like, really You're bad. Like, yeah, that's not really what I remember. <laughs> yeah, it felt so much better, the moves. And I feel like I'm a genius, like choreographing some like, I feel like I'm choreographing routines that could compete on Dance Moms. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it feels like when I'm I do it. Mary, even as a guy who's been sober his entire life, there have been so many times that I think I'm like, killing it at a wedding or, oh, yeah. or something and then i see the wedding video and i'm like oh, oh no, no. <laughs> you guys this- <laughs> it's so true well so far i'm just excited ainsley and i are definitely going to choreograph routines together we're going to have so much fun i know ainsley's going to be like mary's coming out here we'll probably end up doing some nice girl girl stuff and camming and i'll be like no ainsley we're dancing we're going to choreograph routines and we'll sell those on OnlyFans. like we'll well, right, watch Ainsley and Mary dance together. And then they'll see us doing like pirouettes and grand jetés and arabesques, high, high kicks. It'll be fun. I like that. We'll do a gold show advertising, watch us dance. <laughs> Everyone will be like wanting their money back, you know, at the end. All these charge, all these chargebacks. <laughs> Just fully clothed. Uh, yeah, fully clothed too. Nothing, yeah, nothing sexy at all. Actually, we're gonna wear like ballet tutus. Or no, actually, if we wore like the college like dance team clothes, that's pretty sexy. Yeah, it, so yeah, we, it definitely can be. So, so yeah. we can do that. We'll do that for them. Oh, I'm so excited to come out there now. I'm very excited. I like that this has all been one sided invitation. <laughs> No, no, she did. She's invited me out once. We've had a conversation, and I've I have <laughs> over many times. <laughs> just clarifying, I'm like from this side. It's just like Mary has built out a full trip that I have not heard the other side of this call <laughs> approve once. <laughs> like, I know one day I'm gonna contact Ainsley. Like, I got my plane ticket. See you soon. <laughs> Be there tomorrow. I found your address online. <laughs> I'll just be at her door with my dance. My well, back then we used to wear like dance sneakers. I don't think they make yeah. those anymore, but well, I'll go get some for us. It'll be fun. What size shoe? What size shoe? <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay, I'm a nine. This will be great. I'm so <laughs> Matt, you should come with. You should. You know, can Matt come too? <laughs> I always ask people about alcohol a lot of times because I I battle with it. But what was the first time you ever had a drink? Like, how old were you? That's and- a good question. Wow. Um, I think I was probably I was in high school. I remember that, and it was probably with that boyfriend who was older than me because I dated him all through high school. Wow. Um, I think we went to his sister. So he had a sister who was three. So he was four years older than I was. I think almost four years older than I was. And he had a sister that was like two and a half or three years older than he was. And so she was already out of the house when he and I started dating. And so, and she was, and she was 21. And so we would go over and visit her and she would have alcohol. And I just, I remember probably being 16. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a normal age. (laughs) I think was probably, and I just, I, you know, it was Bartles and James or. Yeah. or something like that. Whatever, whatever you get your hands on when you're like 16, yeah, 17, I mean, it's like literally yeah. whatever you get. <laughs> some type of fruity wine cooler of some yeah. sort. Um, I remember drinking those. 
Yeah. And so that's, that was, that's my first recollection of any type of drinking. Yeah. Now, are you able to, now the, <laughs> Matt, I would, anyone who drinks, I always have to ask them this, like, because I am so curious because I feel like I don't drink, I drink alcoholically sometimes when I drink. Okay. A lot of times. <laughs> no, I'm not, I've actually like gone, I've like had a year sober. I've, I've gone back and forth with like going to like rehab, staying sober because I feel like I, you know, I can't control it um, as much as I try. Sometimes I can, but so like obviously, if I ever choose to drink, I have to know that these couple this few days of my life, I am not going to get anything done. You know, but like, so you're able to just have like, so if you were to cam, you're able to have like a glass of wine and work. You could go without drinking a bottle in an hour. Like you're able to oh, sip yeah. things. Yeah, so that's no, amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, for that. me, it's, I mean, I mean, I love, I love to drink. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, love, I, I love to. Yeah, I, I love to have a drink or a couple drinks, and I love to go oh, out nice. with friends. I would say I do it socially. Yeah. I do it a little, probably a little bit more than socially, but I don't like how I feel when I drink too much. Yes, it's so horrible. I, I know when I need to stop, and so I just have that moderation. And I'm like, okay, oh. I've had two. I can have another half one, and then I'm done. And so it's like, oh. but I mean, it, it 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 just it just just depends on time. Like if I do it all in a very short period of time, then yes, I really need to be done. If I stretch it out, then I can drink water in between and kind of moderate it a little bit, and it's oh, fine. Good. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like when I get to that point where I need to be done. And so I really try and make myself not get there. And so I just oh. know, I just know in my head when that point is. And if I forget it, my husband reminds me. So <laughs> oh, that's so good. You're so lucky. I wish I could be like that, you know, because even when I've tried to control my drinking, uh, I'll be like, okay, I'm only going to have like two glasses of wine. That's it. But the next thing I know, I'm like, you know what? I mean, really, I think I get a four and that's it. And then yeah. Maybe I'll stop at the four, but most likely it goes on and on. Yeah. So, but I think you're also from the time that I've known you, Mary. You're also a bit of a people pleaser. Where, like, if someone asks you to have another shot, I feel like you feel obligated to agree to it. Like that, you can't say like, <laughs> "I no, mean, no, no, they're no, not they're not twisting my arm very hard." I mean, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I pretty much will. I don't know, honestly, Matt. I have to say it sometimes. I'm the one who's like another shot, and as long as <laughs> as long as someone goes along with me, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, God, I, I, I was I was hoping she was gonna be like, I drink like five bottles of wine a day. I'm up yeah. all day working, and look how successful I am. Yeah, so this is show is just you looking for validation of your drinking <laughs> habits. Like, Sorry, I couldn't help out in that one. <laughs> I know she has proven to not be like she proves to be responsible. So we we talked about how throughout. High school, you dated the same older gentleman. Uh -huh. um, you did mention that that was the first person where things went beyond kissing. And obviously, the show is called Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey. So I feel like it's safe to assume that that was probably the person you also lost your virginity to. It was. Yes, um, it was. So can you tell us a little bit about not just like the day that it happened, but like maybe the events leading up to it. Like, was this, I always say like, was this something that was planned in advance or did it just kind of happen in the heat of the moment and et cetera? Yeah. And, um, I would say it definitely was not planned. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I remember going over to his house and thinking his parents were going to be there and they weren't, which is fine. But I just remember thinking that we were going over there and I had told my mom that I thought that we were actually, I thought we were, we were going over there to have dinner with his parents. 
And so I think maybe it was planned in his mind that he hadn't passed it on to me. Uh, And uh, going there and I mean, it wasn't like he like made like a romantic dinner or anything like that, but I just remember feeling like it was just like, awkward's not the right choice of words, but it just felt different than normally when we had been over there just hanging out. And, uh, we like watched a movie or something and kind of, you know, like we're snuggling and kind of like a little bit more started to happen. And then essentially he just took me into his bedroom and we, when we had sex and it was, I just remember it being just, it, I don't want to say it wasn't what I expected it to be, but it kind of wasn't what I expected it to I be. Agree, I mean, yeah. It wasn't awful, but it just wasn't what I thought I like. So just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I, mean, I think yeah. you have really high expectations and it was just kind of like, mm, eh, it was okay. <laughs> that's what I feel like it's true. I think, yeah. I remember being like, I don't understand why people make a big deal over this. this is yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's, I mean like for some people it's like, it's a huge deal. And it's like, I mean, and I get that and I'm not taking that away from anybody, but for yeah. me, it just kind of wasn't like a huge yeah. deal. And it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted, like what I really thought it was going to be. And, and so, I mean, it didn't put like a bad taste in my mouth or anything like that, but it wasn't something that I was like looking forward to the next time. <laughs> And so it just kind of like, it got better. Like once I understood a little bit more and like realized that I had to participate a little bit more to make it more fun for me. And, and so then I, it it got better, but the first time was not anything I would have ever been like, yeah, like I'm ready to do it again. Yeah. So I know that I'm not a normal, I'm not a normal person. I retain absurd details about moments and days in my life that most people don't. But because you mentioned that you were like watching a movie while the day of, do you remember what movie you watched that particular day? I do not. Gosh, I don't remember. (laughs) I wouldn't remember that part. Maybe. I I know I would. I could come up with it, but I do not remember. (laughs) I remember remember laying there thinking – how or like sitting there on the couch and just thinking about how awkward it felt and like it was just it had it felt completely different like he was putting off vibes that were completely different than like like ever before so it was just like I remember just uncomfortable is not really the right choice but it just felt very different and so I was like really on edge and like like what's going on like it just it just it just felt weird and so Mm. I don't I feel like don't remember the movie. No. Do you think the vibes that you're talking about, do you think that like whatever he was putting out there, because I feel like it could fall into one of two buckets. It could be the confidence of like tonight's the night I'm yeah. having sex, or it could be the like, I'm really nervous if this is going to actually happen. Yeah. And I think it was probably a combination mm-hmm. of the two. If I had to take a guess, he was, like I said, he was older than I was. So and he, I wasn't his first by any means. That was going to be my next question also. But I was, I think definitely the youngest girl that he had been with. And so I think there was a little bit of that. And then, I mean, I mean, I was, I mean, I was 60, I was, you know, I'm just three years younger than he was. He had just graduated from high school. And so, I mean, it was, I think that there was just kind of a little bit of un like like just not knowing how it was gonna go he knew that i it was gonna be a first for me and so i think he was probably nervous about that and so i i think that there was probably a little bit of everything kind of all wrapped into one that that he was putting off and i was picking up yeah (laughs) very very obviously 
Man, for a million dollars, I wouldn't be a teenager again. That, yeah, no, what what an awful time. Awkward, <laughs> just awful. Like, no, people are like, oh, but don't, don't you want to be young again? Nope. <laughs> Not interested. Literally, I, I've told people a million times. As I, I'm at that age where I have a few friends that are younger than me that are just starting to like get to their 30s. And they're like, oh, no, I'm old. I'm 30. I'm like, dude, my life got good the second I turned 30. Yeah. Like the teen years and the 20s can go straight to hell. They are awful yeah. times. Yeah. But 30 is pretty solid. And, and it feels like, I mean, outside of a weird thing where like the last two years kind of didn't exist in my brain, like things have been pretty yeah. good. Since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but would you go back to your teens and relive it if you could know everything you know now? Oh, yeah. That's, that's the thing, right? That's a different game. If you have that knowledge, then and it's worth it. Yeah, that's how I feel. But do you think that when you're cam, which I definitely think it helps like you kind of have to it's a lot of listening almost like being like a sex therapist like mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like in there and i'm like oh my gosh i really feel like i am a therapist you, you know, know I like, like I, yeah and it's and i teaches you a lot about listening and and learning about people i mean i feel like i yeah i, I mean maybe i maybe i could be a therapist <laughs> i've always thought about that i wanted to yeah, be a drug and alcohol therapist at one point that's definitely something we do i mean i have plenty of shows where i don't even take my clothes off and all yeah, i do right is yeah exactly have a conversation with somebody and just listen and they just want to tell somebody because they don't have anybody else to tell and so i'm exactly. like exactly on me and so and then i have other guys who just want to come in and chat like they literally they're just bored and they're just like i just want to chat and i'm like mm -hmm. perfect those are my favorite if you're a guy listening and you want a cam model to love you go yeah. in and just chat for 30 minutes <laughs> just come and chat <laughs> that's what i like <laughs> this has been so much fun hasn't it definitely Matt? I think this was a great time. Where one last time, where are some of the best spots for people to find your work? Yeah. So well, ainsleydivine.com is my landing page. So everything me Got is it. there. All my links are there to everything. So for camming, OnlyFans, all of my social media is linked on there. So you can find me on Streamate, which is ainsleydivine.cammodels.com. Um, and then obviously OnlyFans forward slash Ainsley Divine. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea having the website. That's I just finally yeah. got like everything onto one place. It's much easier just to tell people ainsleydivine.com than to like list everything. Everything me is there. And so yeah. it's just then it's just the, you go there and then you can just click here and click here and, and then you can get to everything that's everything that's me so and then obviously i have, I have all my like articles and stuff posted there and there's some oh pictures. okay yeah i mean all every every time i do a media i post it on there and so oh, I mean, good. It's, just, it's just an easy place to put everything in one spot oh good you could post this there <laughs> when it comes out it'll be fun Okay, Ainsley, I guess, is that it, Matt? I guess so. I mean, I could, I could talk to Ainsley for hours, but we'll do that when I get out there. Or when you come here, we'll have so exactly. much fun. I mean, I don't know. I might not be able to take time off on my dancing. So, well, cause, because she'll be able to choreograph routines with me. You know what I mean? So it'll be fun. No, yeah, it'll be great. So Mary, here's the, here's the weird question I have for you uh, to wrap up this episode. Yes. Um, and, and I'll probably answer this also. But we did ask about if you could go back in time with all of the knowledge that you have right now and do high school again, 
what is one thing you would do differently? I would have to say, um, well, when I was 16, my grandfather died. It was like losing my dad. And then my grandmother was really sick with her Parkinson's disease. It got worse. So I was kind of like taking care of her while finishing high school. And, I, you know, up until my grandfather's death, ballet was always the most important thing to me in my life. But when he died, uh, I would say my senior year, after he died, like end of my junior year, senior year, I was so afraid of like being alone in the world. I was like, my grandma might die. My grandfather, that... I started going out with, that's when I started having a social life, going out with guys, like had alcohol. I mean, I just, I was like, ballet was there, but it was not my sole focus. It was my fear of being alone. Even not spending as much time with my grandmother, I was just always having to go out and have guys and date, had a boyfriend at all times because of my fear of being alone. I would probably tell younger me like to, like, I kind of wish I would have kept that focus on dance and not started turning to like men at that time and just stayed focused on dance, you know? I think good answer. That's yeah. a really good and and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We have a lot we one of the things that made us become kind of fast friends was that we do have a lot of like similar paths in our mm-hmm. lives. And I was I I had kind of a similar situation where my grandfather died mm. uh when I was starting my my sophomore year. And for me, like it where it affected me was I stopped really trying in school Mm, and I went from being in like a lot of honors classes to just kind of being a regular Mm -hmm. like middle of the road academic kid for the rest of my school experience. I've thought about this a million times and I think that if I was to go back with all the knowledge that I have, the big Mm -hmm. different thing I would do is that I would, um, I would Mm -hmm. join the, the school track team. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because because now so there's there's a couple reasons for that. The one is that I've really learned that I love going for like walks and runs mm, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm not someone who can like do a mile. I'm not like a, a mile yeah. runner, but I am pretty good even like now as I'm like nearing my 40s at sprinting. Really? Um, okay. So like even like with my nieces and nephews who are teenagers, like I can either sometimes beat them in a sprint or like keep pace with them. If it's just like, Hey, we're going to run from like one end of the street to the other end of the street. Yeah. Like I can keep up with them. The bigger reason, not just cause, Oh, I liked like, obviously that leads like, Oh, you could have gotten scholarships. Maybe you would have been really good. You would have gotten like better breathing. But like the last month of high school, I befriended all these awesome people who all happened to be on the track team, but I never spoke to them throughout the first like three and a half years of high school because in my brain, I was just like, oh, they do track. That's kind of a jockey thing. And like, I don't like people who are jocks. Little did I know that track is like the chess team of being a jock. Like it is like (laughs) usually the dorkiest, like Mm -hmm. nerdiest kids that do it. So like. I think I would have had such a uniquely different overall high school experience if I had just done that one thing. Aww. Well, maybe we can make like a, an adult track team right yeah, now we'll just, for you. Yeah, and we'll gather all of them back. I think this was a good episode. I think this was a fun episode. But you know what's the one thing that's really missing on this episode? <laughs> a song! A kick-ass original theme song. Of how great I am! So write us a song, <laughs> poppingcherrypud at gmail.com. It's in our show notes. Let us Send us a song, 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds, just a, a rocker to let us know about Mary Carrie and Poppin' Cherries. I mean, we've got the first rhyme right there for you I in the name of the show. If you're like, a rapper out there, maybe I should make a rap. 
You, you should. I mean, it's that actually is funny. After we talked to Maitland, she was after we talked to Maitland Ward. For anyone who I don't know didn't catch up, let's go listen. But she was uh, messaging me about our rap group, the Amish Mafia. So <laughs> I mean, she- Amish Mafia should write our theme. Honestly, you know what? Her and I should do. That's a great idea. <laughs> If you have a recording studio and a producer who will work for free, uh, Maitland and I will fly out there. (laughs) Um, But yes, that is the goal for you guys. So send in those theme songs. We'll say like end of April, whatever the case is, we'll figure it out. You know, if we... If we're not a fan of any of the songs, we'll track down someone else's song. But yeah. I'd like to give them the opportunity to really wow us, blow our yeah. songs. Up. And maybe you could even be a guest on the podcast. Yeah. Let's hear about your first time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well I guess will... we'll be back again in two weeks. Two weeks with more. Pop on your cherry with Mary Carey. <laughs>